All right, welcome to Pass the Mic, episode 41, Friday, September 9th, 2022. Mike Pihoti here. We're back online with Mike Gervasi via Zoom. Yeah, I got to start with some woo, the woo, baby. Uh, Bombatomically, Socrates philosophies and hypotheses can't define how I'd be dropping these mockeries, lyrically perform armed robbery, flee with the lottery, possibly they spotted me. Rendog, how on earth can you possibly say you can't pick from that to Mr. Worldwide? No offense. I, I couldn't even, um, I can't even uh, guess because you gave it away, but I, hey, the Ren Dog's a loyal fan. I, I, I don't think that, I don't think that it's that, I, again, I'm going to get into this later, the concert talk. Um, but again, I didn't have to guess. I didn't make him a fool of myself. You gave it away. So, although we did have some feedback that they, people liked the intro last week, right? Yes. They, they, they love the, uh, the, the parody we did that was cool that was cool the, the flip. um something that wasn't good from last week and we sort of addressed it during the show but yeah. our, our technical producer reached out and told us we scared him uh when the sound effect bursted through so uh mr Wallavera, our our executive producer was uh, freaked out by it and trust me i felt the same way when i went for i normally go for a walk on friday morning and i'll listen to it just to make sure that the episode is right that there's no bad you know splices yeah. or anything like that or i didn't did i upload the wrong one and i was walking the dog and i i knew it was coming but i'm just like, i don't remember exactly when and it was again we don't know what it, there's like little sound effect buttons like if we wanted to we could hit like a like a, i would love to hook up a, like a boo symbol or like a booing or something especially if we get mr rice on one day uh so i can hit this button <laughs> and then there's just some booing in the background you know and well, uh, Wally was out late the night before, so he was listening early in the morning. That might have caught him off guard. It's eerie music, too. It's it is. I, I think it's said. I think the name of the – I deleted it right from the board because we couldn't – there is probably like four or five more of them that we cut out of the episode. I hit the table, and for some reason that button just kept going, yeah. and uh, that was uh, re- taken care of and removed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know. That's uh, what it is there. Do you get any other feedback besides the controversy of the Rendog uh, not being able to pick a concert, which he'd want to attend or um, Max Bailey, the great Max Bailey did say he would take the law and order class. Yeah. Um, he said he'd be in my elective if we had it, which I, by the way, all day yesterday on Sunday, watched all day old Chris Noth episodes with uh, um, Jerry Orbach. I mean, we're talking way back in the day. Uh, you didn't tune in to watch Brian Kelly's LSU meltdown. <laughs> you know, I watched so much college football over the weekend that I decided to take a last night off. Although the the night before was not much better with, uh, you know, the Georgia game and, uh, yeah. but I did not watch that one. No, was, but I hear. Was fine. He, well, did he? Started. Did he? Why was his press conference? Was he still using the Cajun accent? To... Uh, that I don't know. I just read the quotes. He kind of threw a player under the bus. He said we miraculously came his. So, Brian Kelly going Brian Kelly first game. And, you know, he's an easy guy to cheer against. That's for sure. That That's for sure. If anything, him leaving makes Notre Dame to me a little more yes. likable. Again, I'm not even a note. Again, going back to the overrated, I'm not a Notre Dame hitter. I never was. So if anything, him getting out of there probably makes things uh, much better. Right. Um, uh, this week, Mike of the week comes to me. So we, I'm going to, we talked a little bit, you kicked it off with our, we kick off every episode with a little music now uh, from you. Um, you talked a little bit about your concert experience. I'm saving some of mine. Um, we're to, our overrated underrated is going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, I'm going to go back to music again. And I know I just did a few weeks ago when I did mine, we did the famous NXS, right? Remember? So I'm like, okay, who could I look up? And who was I thinking of? I'm thinking of a guy that I knew, and this is a lot of nineties on nine. And if you remember, if you, when I named this guy, 
um, leader, uh, lead singer in a band out of Georgia, a big college band back in the day when we were going into college, late eighties, early nineties. Um, REM, Michael Stipe. Oh, Michael Stipe. Okay. Um, do you remember when losing my religion hit MTV? I swear it was on every 20 minutes. Yeah. That, that video, like when that song hit and then it, of course the VMAs that year, it won everything, but that song, they played that song. Yes. There's certain songs that when they came out, it just flooded MTV. And that was one of those that I remember. It's sort of like, it's sort of like when you go way back, like take on me by aha, that used to be like, and, and REM losing my religion, that song, that video was on all the time. Although not my first, REM experience my first REM experience he they were the theme song for the Chris Elliott show get a life the song stand really? <laughs> that's where that's where I first discovered REM do you even remember that show it was a goofy I show vaguely, um, he was a paper boy he lived with his parents you know I, I will say that like REM I, I, I it's a band I like I've always liked that song I couldn't stand and I think it's because why you're saying they, they and not just MTV I think it was on the radio all the time what losing my religion or stand yes. Losing my religion, not losing my, religion. losing my Yeah, it's not one of my favorites. Um, I, you know, I like uh, I like Stand actually, um, but he yeah. does some good stuff. He is a vegetarian, and he owns a veg. He's still down in Decatur, Georgia. That's where he was born. Uh, you know, the whole band dropped out of high school too. Before did they really? I, didn't know that. I did a little research on this, but he owns a vegetarian restaurant in Decatur. And you know, me being the part-time vegetarian, uh, maybe that'll be something I check out if I'm ever in the area. So Michael Stipe, my we got to get all these. We got to go back and go through our. Yeah, we archives because we got to put a bunch of pictures up on the wall. Um, again, Mr. Pack did the little sh- selfie. We got to update the wall with um, with our new Michael. So this week, our education topic, as we are about to start school, we're recording this on Labor Day. By the way, happy Labor Day to all happy our Labor union Day. brothers and sisters out there that are maybe walking the Mackinac Bridge. Do they still do the parade downtown, too? I think they do. Uh, both, know, right? I don't know. I've been there. I, I went there a few times. I don't know if they still do it. That was always quite an experience. So it, yeah. And then, of course, the walk across the Mackinac Bridge this is really a cool Michigan um, experience. So the governor, whoever the governor is at that time, usually leads and does the walk, whatever party it is. So um, happy again, happy Labor Day today. I was brought up in a labor household. Um, Likewise. something uh, something that we're proud of and, you know, we always say remember the reason for the day the day isn't just into summer or in a by the way Michigan weather today you're not out on a boat probably and enjoying things too much Very but good. it's about you know it's an honor to the labor movements and uh, to workers rights and that sort of thing so remember the re- remember the reason for the season uh, <laughs> um, but speaking of that we start work tomorrow but there are I went to the RESA site a lot of jobs are for bid still we just hired some people last minute we have a pr- elementary principal job up for bid um uh, I think I saw another special ed teacher, right? Um, and so we thought about like interview questions right now. It's been a long time since I've sat through an interview, uh, but I've sat through interviews recently on the opposite side, on yeah. the side of management, I guess you'd say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so we're going to give some tips. I, I thought we could also talk about flashing back to like our interviews too, of like what we thought of them. And obviously they've changed over the years, but uh, what we found humorous about them or whatever. So uh, what are some tips you have for maybe those young people that are looking for their first job or even somebody maybe that's switching, going into administration, going to another district? What are your tips for them? So, and when we get to the stories, I'll tell you one that kind of really reinforced for me my my biggest tip. Having been on both ends of it and I, you know, I didn't get a job my first year. So I kind of learned something. And the most important thing to me is be honest. And that sounds like it's, it's obvious, but if you try to present yourself as something else, or even more than that, what I think a lot of interviewees do is they try to answer what they think the people on the other end want to hear. It's, it's so transparent. 
uh, and you really, as a person that's interviewing, you don't get to know this person like you want to. Uh, you know, the question that always, the question always came up of, you know, younger teachers was, you know, what's your biggest weakness? And the answer, the standard answer was like, I care too much. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else? Cause I mean, you've never, yeah. you, you haven't done much in the classroom. So what else is a real weakness? We all know you care too much. You probably wouldn't have gotten into this if you don't care. So, you know, stop, do, do not try to answer what you think they want to hear. Uh, you know, there's a lot of other tips. Do your research on the district. Yeah, that's know, a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I won't, I won't steal anything. I won't say anything else. No, 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 you're fine. Do whatever you want. I mean, I, I, mean, I just feel like you don't want, if you're trying to please and impress the people on the other end, you're going to fail 100% of the time. You know, being who you are, you know, what's your biggest weakness? Well, I have a lot of weaknesses because I haven't done this very much. Or if you have done it a little bit, you know, there, there's a lot of things you can come up with besides the standard answer you think the people on the other end want to hear. So that to me is my tip. Don't try to impress them. Be yourself. That's the best way to get the job. And I think the weakness, I mean, you, there's nothing wrong with like, you could use an experience from your student teaching or from a previous employer yeah. and say, you know, I, because like I said, I'm going to be 30 years in on this or 20, I guess, 25.6 years. I'm adding my bot years. And I've made mistakes in year one, year two, year yeah. three, year seven, right. year 12, yeah. you know, and, and I, and you could say, you know, I, I messed up, thought this was going to be a great lesson. It didn't work, right. you know, but I went and reflected on it. Uh, and here's yes. what I did, you know, reflection right. to me, reflection to me, I try to teach on leadership skills all the time is that if you can learn to reflect and learn to, um, look at any separate event, whether it's a success, whether it's sort of a middle of the road thing, or whether it's a disaster, you should always go back and look at it and reflect and say, okay, what worked, what didn't, even if it was hundred percent success, what can we do a little better? What can we cut out if it was too much? You know, there's lots of things to do. And I think leader, I think uh, management leaders uh, are always looking for that. I'm going to start off with a real simple one. And I think this is something that with, it seems with each passing year, we get further away from this. And again, and believe me, I'm not a fashion snob, but I think one place where you can still not overdress is an interview. Okay. I, 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 you know, there's, I don't think you can overdress for a wedding, a funeral and an interview. Okay. I don't think you can ever be overdressed for those three things. And unfortunately, and unfortunately, and we talk about, you know, at work, you know, I don't, do I wear a shirt and tie every day? No. Okay. I don't. Um, do I, does that mean that I expect this person to wear one every day? No, but I just think it says a lot for, yes. you know, we always want to whine as teachers. Oh, we're not treated as professionals. We're not treated as professionals. Yeah. Well, you know what, then walk the walk and, right. you know, and especially in an interview, because if it comes down to it, as sad as it may be, that may be the last tiebreaker. And it's something you have 100% control over. Right. You, you, you know what you want to do. So if you, if, if me and you go into the interview and you just wear like a, a golf shirt and khakis, and I wear a, a suit with a jacket and we interview just as well and have all the same things on the table, that might be the final tiebreaker. Sure. As sure. simple as it is and as vain as it is, and there's nothing illegal about it. I mean, that's not like a, so that's a simple one. I think I'm going to say subject matter is down low and interpersonal skills are up high. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're an English person and your grammar isn't like hundred percent, or you can't list every British author from a certain era, but if you can interact with people and have right. an, a, a good personality and, and, and again, I still think to this day, if you ask any administrator, um, one of their biggest um, qualities with an employee, they won't admit to it. But if me and you are both teachers and our send to the office rate is low, like if they don't even know you're sending a kid down there, if you rarely send a kid down there, they're going to be back, have our backs and they're going to want more employees like that because it right. just makes their job easier. Right. And the right. good, and the good thing about that is, is, you know, I know this, that one or two kids that you may send down during the year, I, I way back to the day, even when before I was in the classroom, 
I remember I had an issue with a student. It was like two thirds of the way into like my third year. I sent the kid down to the assistant principal. The kid started the normal as anyone does. Oh, I didn't do this and this. What the assistant yeah. principal said, Pihoti, you're the first person he sent down here in three years. He goes, you're out of school for two days. Like, it was <laughs> like, 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 like it was, and that's, it, is that totally fair? No, but it says a lot that if you can handle things, if you can handle young, if you can handle relationships with kids, with parents, with community members, that is much more valuable than your 4.0 in your core classes. It just is. Right. It is. Yes, you, you, um, you know, and the last thing is, and this is sort of unwritten rule, but we know this from being around a while, if you're willing to do extras, and that does not just mean coaching, right? They need ticket takers at the football games, they need, uh, you know, clubs that need a sponsor, you know, it does not mean you have to be the varsity volleyball coach, right. okay, yeah. and have never played volleyball. But it also means that you're not, you're not gonna be 735 to 235, and out the door and not seen again until the next Monday at 735. Yeah. That That is just the norm. Do some people work their career and do that they do i'm not here to comment on that that's none of my business but if you want to get your foot in the door and they say oh by the way we have you know the nhs club that doesn't have a sponsor or this or we're short a ninth grade volleyball coach and again it doesn't matter if you know nothing about ninth grade volleyball at that level they will the the varsity coaches will help you they would prefer an in-house person doing this say yeah you know i'm willing to try this you know that's 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 that was the way it was in 98 i think that's one thing that hasn't really changed Absolutely. I, I, I think that these jobs are so hard to fill that they know if we can fill somebody and, oh, you're willing to do this or take this on, that is definitely a bonus. And again, that goes right to that back to that tiebreaker thing. That may be the tiebreaker that gets you that position over somebody else that may be interviewed just as well, but they're not going, oh, I, once three o'clock hits, I got to go home and do this. No, and it makes your job easier with kids too, outside of whatever extracurricular activity you're doing, because now they see you beyond just the teacher. They see you as a volleyball coach. They see you as a basketball assistant, whatever you're doing, they see you as that too. You're putting yourself out there more, getting to know them in different, different circumstances that I think helps you uh, better at your job and be, be better at your job. Excuse me. So, yeah. Yep. Um, I want to tell a story too. You know, you mentioned the stories. This just came to me. Uh, my first, very, very first interview uh, after I got done student teaching, it was out in Burton, which is out in the Flint area. And I, I went, my friend, Sean drove me out there, hung out, we got lunch and went to the interview and um, he was supposed to come back and get me at a certain time. And we overshot the time. So, you know, I told them to be there. My, my interviews at one thirty or something. I said, be there at two thirty, And I was done with my interview at two. So I'm just waiting uh, out in the front and the principal who I just interviewed with came out and we just started talking. I, you know, found out that we had happened to be at the same opening day for the Chicago Cubs in 2002, uh, just by coincidence, you know, and we got to know each other that way. We we're both big Piston fans. And at the end, he just said to me, he said, you know, you did way better out here than you did in there. <laughs> you know, just being, that goes, yeah, casual. being yourself. Yeah, being, you know, so it, it was just so cool. He said, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, but I, I just want you to know that, that when you're much more relaxed, I should have mentioned that before, but yeah, I mean, it, it just, you know, be a real person in, in all of these circumstances. I think it works out much better for you. And it is hard. I mean, let's face it. I mean, you walk into a room and there's a, sometimes Yeah. my first yeah. interview was, my first interview was one-on-one with an HR person, which was odd, but every other interview I've been in, including the one where I got this job and the ones I've said on, it's usually a team of like five or six people, like a, you know, board member, uh, you know, a couple of people from the department and that sort of thing. It's, it's intimidating. It is. For uh, sure. And, and, you know, it probably gets easier once you've had jobs. I mean, but those first ones right out of college are tough. So sometimes easier said than done. And, you know, like you said, but if you could try to be yourself, uh, be honest, 
um, you know, that, that definitely helps. So, yeah. uh, hopefully some people out there, hopefully, again, we talked earlier about hopefully that people get into the profession. Hopefully these young people start uh, getting jobs as well. Yeah. Overrated, underrated this week. We both, as we mentioned last week, went to big concerts this week, um, at Pine Knob. Um, when I went to mine on Wednesday, I saw advertisements for years on Saturday. I hadn't been to a concert in Pine Knob in years. And so this is fresh in our head. So we figured why not do overrated, underrated concerts? This could be concerts just in general, people that you saw or just the experience of going to concerts. I don't care. I didn't put a lot of uh, limits on. I figured when there's less limits, the better. Uh, So what is your overrated concert, concerts, concert experience, aspect of concert? What do you got? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to be the old cranky guy again um, and kind of give the same answer you gave about fantasy football. To me, the entire experience is overrated. Here's why. If it's somebody that's a popular musician, you start by having to spend a lot of money on the tickets. Uh, you probably have to fight to get those tickets, whether it's, you know, putting yourself online at a certain time and hoping to get there before other people, whatever the case may be, that's just the starting point. You get to the concert traffic always is traffic always sucks. You know, the lines are outrageous, you know, to get a beer the other day at, at Pine Knob, it was like twelve seventy five or something like that for one beer, 25, 25 ounces. Yeah, I mean, I, from I may know from. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so to me, it's and then you leave, and again, you're leaving at the same time, unless you want to leave early, and you have your friend Chris Pate make fun of you because you suggest leaving early to to beat the crowd because you're becoming your parents and that sort of thing in that commercial. But oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I just the entire experience to me can be overrated, even though I want to say right off the bat. Wu-Tang and Nas were absolutely awesome, but I think the entire experience itself is overrated from start to finish. So yeah, I'm that old guy. Okay. I'm going to, my overrated sort of just ties into one part of yours. Cause um, I'm going to say something at the end of this overrated thing that may shock you, but my overrated is the price element of shows. Um, and not all shows. Cause you can find some shows that are, you know, not as pop and famous and, and under full disclosure, I don't know the price of these tickets cause they were a gift, but I'm sure they were not cheap. Uh, right. to see Pitbull. I was in the pavilion. Um, had a seat, but the price I know from buying concert tickets for my daughter, my, I bought, you know, buying them for my wife and daughter. They went to go see Beyonce a few years ago, pre COVID at Ford field. Um, and again, and in fairness to musicians, and I'm sure I don't, you know, again, I don't know the industry hundred percent. Most of their money is from touring. Yeah. The money they right. get per, per play on Apple music is minuscule. Even prior right. to that, we're selling CDs. That was all the record companies that would make that money. Um, touring is where they do their, their right. best profit wise. So I, I, I understand. And you also, they had a year of nothing, right? Like of no shows. Um, so my overrated is the price, um, depending on the artists. I go, I go with you too, of like the whole process of getting the tickets. I, you know, I think back to years ago when we like sleeping outside of the Hudson's in the Southland, right? right. Or Harmony House to like be the first in line or calling a number and try, you know, it is at least you can get on an app or at least resale. Like if you have money and you're willing to say, Hey, I really want this seat. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. You know, your tickets are legit, you know, like right. my daughter bought the Pitbull tickets with donations from all the kids. And then she was in her ticket master account. And then all she had to do was send me an email and they were mine. It was like, sure. you know, like flawless. Um, I'm sort of jumping around again. So money, my other overrated and Miss um, Pate called me out on this though. And again, I recorded a little bit. And we talked about this before of people that go and record. Like I had to record a little bit. Like I recorded, you know, a little bit of the first song, a little bit of hotel room service by Pitbull, you know, the opening, 
like 30 second snips and then I put my phone away. And that was only like a few songs that I thought were, I just wanted to get the vibe of the, of being mm-hmm. there. There were people around me that recording like entire songs, entire sets. And I don't get it. I don't, I mean, you lose out on like yeah, the yeah. awe of, and yeah, the other night I went back and watched a couple of my videos, like the 30 seconds, but five years from now, am I going to go back and watch that video? Probably not. It'll probably get up into the, the if I get to the point where I'm out of space, it's going to be deleting. So the people that over record again, concerts, enjoy the show, man. Enjoy the show. Yeah. I'm going to, and I said, I was going to do a little shocking thing here and I hadn't been to a concert in years and it was a very good show by Pitbull and Iggy Azalea. Um, and maybe I'm turning into old guy. I believe and again, my last pro football game was the Steelers-Lions game. So keep that into account. I think concerts are more enjoyable than pro sporting events. Really? I, I'm starting to hit this thing. I'm The crowd I know, I'm probably going to have less odds of a fight because there's nobody there that night that's saying Pitbull sucks. So there's no other contingent true. of – yeah. uh, I'm not going to be de- – everyone that's there is there to enjoy – the people that are on the ticket. Yeah. I'm not saying that there can't be fights. I'm just saying that there is not this whole thing of. Yeah. Okay. Right, 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 right. Um, I'm, unless the person puts on an awful show, I'm probably not going to be disappointed in the product. I was extremely disappointed in that pro football game. Like I spent this money, I made the trip yeah. and it was an awful football game. Awful. Yeah. I mean, uh, how, how many times you hear, and there are instances that somebody's passed their prime, but if someone's playing that big of a venue and you're spending that sort of money, that show is fine tuned and it's going to be a good show. Right. I mean, I, I, so I'm, again, maybe I'm just turning to old guy. I don't have the horse. I don't have the fight in me anyway of being like a lifelong diehard of this team. Whereas maybe even though these concert prices are the same, maybe concerts are the better investment. Maybe I'll have a better, I know I'm going to have a better time. Mm. Just saying, I, I know there might, people might think I'm crazy or whatever, but I, I, that's just where I'm leaving. So what is your underrated concert elements? So I was looking the other night as I was at this concert and, and I, to be fair, I didn't do this, but I, I mean, I can't dance. I love get that out of the way right now. I'm, I'm not a dancer. Don't dance. Um, very rarely we see me on the dance floor. Um, at a concert though, it's almost like you have a blank check to let loose and no one's going to judge you. Yep. Right. No, you, no, I, I, I agree. People around me just do these things. I'm like, man, I could do that. Look a little bit better than that guy. And he doesn't care. And that's cool. That's, that's good for him. It's just not me, but you can look any way you want and no one's going to judge you. Right. So I, I, I mean, unless you're doing something totally outrageous, like, right, you know, right, right. Uh, moshing with people on the hill, but Hey man, I was fist pumping. Uh, with, you know, Pitbull is easy. You just, you know, you know, fist pump to the crowd and go like, you know, uh, and I, again, mine's going to tie right into it. It's people watching. It's just, I got that. Maybe and that's another reason too. I go to a football game. I bring my son to a football game. Some Raiders fans start fighting with some people in front of me or, or telling yeah. people to F off or this guy sucks. And meanwhile, as I looked around me, I had no issues with anyone around me. I had no issues going up to the hill, using the bathroom or, right. you know, you go and buy drinks. People were just having a good time there. And again, I think that ties into what I'm saying. I go, you know, and, and the whole, the whole, I, I just felt like it was a better place than Ford Field on a Sunday or Heinz Field on that Sunday. I just felt like overall it was a more enjoyable place to be. And 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 and, and as you're spending money and looking to do experiences, that's I guess what you sort of got to look in. Am I is this where I want to be? Now, yes, if you're if you were at the and you were in Ann Arbor when Michigan beat Ohio State, it's a totally different vibe. I mean, yes, that can happen. But you know, those other years that those poor Michigan fans went and they got their yeah. snot knocked out of them, right. how fun was that? Like, right. oh, like oh. 
Well, you know, the, I think by nature, the tribalism comes in when we're, you're, you're at your game, you're rooting for your team and stuff like that. So that's fair. I do think the examples you're giving, especially with pro football, are kind of the extreme. You know, just thinking back on like the Pistons Sixers game in December, you generally don't get that. You're right. You're right. But, but I mean, I think the I think the NFL, you get it more often. You can go to a regular season, although I went to my the Rockies. I mean, the Rockies Dodgers game, there was a fight in front of me, too. Like I yeah. wasn't even I wasn't even invested other than a seat in the stadium. I guess when the alcohol starts flowing and yeah, uh, true, true. But the alcohol was flowing and for Mr. Worldwide. So, again, to each again, what you want to spend your money on is fine. Whatever you want to spend their money. I'm just saying personally, I'm almost getting to the point of saying if I have an option to see some musician I really like or an option to go to you know, a certain sporting event, I might pick the concert in this day as I get older. I don't know if it's just me. I mean, just me. All right. Uh, we'd love to hear what people think. Um, what was your, you know, what was, uh, you know, and again, I've been to some good concert. I, I remember I saw the Eagles at Tiger Stadium in Tiger Stadium, not Comerica Park. And it was like a sweet concert. Like I just, I think of like the venue and stuff like that. Oh, man, you sound old, but uh, the Eagles, yeah. Well, yeah. this was their first reunion. So it wasn't yeah, like the yeah. 1970s Eagles. It was, you know, before, hell, heck, I thought Glenn Fry is dead now. So, all right. Um, what is your hot mic take for the week? So I read into the, uh, the great Ryan Donaldson. Oh, yes. Excellent from, photographer. Let's plug his uh, Ryan Donaldson photography. Yeah, awesome guy. Awesome. Never hear anybody say a bad thing about Ryan. Great, great dude. Former um, teacher. Amongst others. But yeah, former teacher, former art teacher at Carlson. Now he's got his own photography. And the subject of Patrick Rice came up. Our The aforementioned Patrick Rice that you mentioned earlier. We were talking yes. about Boom. Um, and he was talking about a class. And I'm going to ask you a question with this, but he was talking about a class that he had as a student with Mr. Patrick Rice, like in 2001, 2002. And Mr. Rice apparently showed some uh, psychic abilities some clairvoyance, if you will, by predicting that podcasts would be uh, what we're doing, right? Would be the thing. Down the really? Road. Yes. Um, and, and Ryan Donaldson was, hey, what does Mr. Rice know? What does this guy know? Yeah. And he goes, it stuck with me. Like, I cannot believe Patrick was able to foresee the future and foresee that podcasts would be a thing. So I'm kind of asking you that. Did you ever make a prediction on something that, that came, like something like that that came true? Not oh, man, I wish. To, I mean, if I had time to think about this, and I'm probably gonna have to think about it and bring it back next week. because I already know some things in the back of my head that are um, circling because I always used to joke and say, if only I would have done this, I would be rich. You know, like it's like one of those things. Like if I only would have thought yeah. of this. I'd be very wealthy. I can't right. think of any right now off of what we'll have to have. We're going to have to have Mr. Rice as a, um, our staff member, Kelly Warren, in swears that he did a song. And again, don't quote me on this. I should have asked him before, but where his, the musical chords were then later done by Nickelback. He's like, I'm telling you, I had this before, four years before they did this song. I, I did a lot of the music in that song. He's not suggesting they stole it or anything like that. He just was out in front of, of that specific music. So, I, yeah, I mean, I'd love to hear what people, if they have something, you know, did you predict like Google or something like that? I'm just very curious what people have in this. Regard. Yeah, I think I remember back like when headphones were still wired all the time. I think I remember mentioning somebody like, wouldn't it be great? Like if you could tilt your head one way to instead of always having to pull out your phone to advance the song, you know, um, or if you didn't like a song, like if you could tilt your head one way, um, it would advance it this way or tilt your head this way. And then eventually uh -huh. these AirPods, you know, like you can have it so that you can. Well, now you can just talk to them and tell it what right. to do. But like, but that was prior to that. I'm sure it was on the design table already. 
at Apple because what comes yeah. out is probably, um, but you know, I could think of some more down the road, but I think that's, and again, speaking of what I said, we'll have to get Mr. Rice on the show because we're gonna have to add, that's gonna have to be a question. Yeah. Uh, and, the, and we'll also have to get the boo button queued up on the, the mixer before we get him on, on the show uh, before that. Um, my hot mic, I wanna give a big shout out. So three alumni, three student council alumni that were part of my Pitbull tickets, who I was in touch with all weekend, um, got to experience their first college football games. And two of them were, two of them were big college football games where college game day was there. So Megan Biddle at Pitt for the Pitt yeah. West Virginia game on Thursday, great went game. to Heinz field. She sent me, I sent her a text Thursday night. asked how it was. It was great. College game day was sort of there with that. Then they shifted to Columbus. Lenadia Popolis was there for the Ohio state uh, Notre Dame game, right? Like what, what a way to start off your, you, you take the risk, move out to state. And then of course, Chloe had her first game at the big house. Uh, their odds for the next week are up to like 45 and a half. Not no, it's more than that. It's, I think as of this morning, it's 51. Oh my goodness. Ella has hey, joined Ella, us here. Up? Ella is here. Um, wow. 51, you know, mm-hmm. and I just want to say what a great experience for those three girls, three yeah, student council members. Awesome. Um, you know, it's like I said, I went to Eastern, I went to Ryan Nearson once for one football game and I said, that's enough. Um, so get, getting to experience that stuff in three, uh, two big, amazing college stadiums and one pro stadium with some, and that Pitt West Virginia game was darn good. I ended up watching it in Joe's at the, um, afterwards after the, our football game. Um, so very cool. But just, I, I, it's so nice to see these experiences, um, and see what kids are able to experience on these big campuses and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, and now that I'm Michigan fan, I guess, I, you know, I personally don't see them being an underdog in any game, but the Ohio state game. Most likely that's, uh, yeah. yeah I don't uh, think Chloe's going to get the excitement of the backyard brawl. I mean, Penn, Penn State is coming to Ann Arbor. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that, you know, depending on what they do, but Michigan I'm sure State, your buddy, obviously. I'm sure your buddy James Franklin will do something to mess something up prior to that, uh, that game anyway. Oh, so, he always does, doesn't he? Yeah. So, um, well, any last thoughts before our first day of school tomorrow? No, let's get at it. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, if nothing else, I've said this multiple times. It was so nice to have some football to watch this weekend because the Tigers just continue to. Oh, just yeah. a- I mean, ba- baseball's just done. I mean, I Johnny Schreiber had a great performance the other day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good baseball to watch if you're not around here, but it's. Yeah. Or Pittsburgh. And like somebody, and I thought, well, the whole AL Central is awful. So like whoever wins that is going to be humiliated, I'm sure, too. It's like it's yeah, not even it's that terrible. good. terrible. I think Cleveland's leading right now. And yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to, you know, wish everyone a good, all of our, like I said before, our coworkers a good first uh, week. Uh, we're one of, uh, I saw an M Live, a map. Downriver, you know, we're a majority of students now start before Labor Day. Mm-hmm. More school districts than don't, but however, the Downriver area is still pre post Labor Day. Other than I think Wyandotte, Wyandotte went back. Flat Rock, Wyandotte and Flat Rock are the only two around oh, here because yeah. the whole it's a whole map. Everyone else is still like us. Hopefully next year, you know, with a new contract and new calendar, yeah. we can start next this last week. I would prefer it a hundred out of a hundred times. Yeah, I mean. I agree. I mean, we're working anyway, announcing games. You know, it's like working the clock. Let's let's just get it go. But hey, have a great week. Uh, this will be out on Friday, and we will see everybody next Friday. Ella's relaxed too. Ella's relaxed.
of your life. I remember Columbine just being like a rookie teacher. And that's like really the first time people started like taking threats seriously. Like, yeah. cause I, I was dealing with some issues earlier in that year. Then all of a sudden an issue all of a sudden became taken care of. Yeah. Cause like, it's like, okay, well we've got to look at this a little more. My hot mic take again, tomorrow is the first day of the work year for us. Mm-hmm. Someone told me flat rock schools are actually starting like kids, I, again, I'm going to say My this again. Is, I wish we that. could. I wish we would be starting school um, with kids because I, I, I I'm, we're here. Like I'm, yeah. I've been here now for a couple of weeks right. coaching. There's a football game last Thursday. There's going to be. There's a. I mean, Another there one was one Thursday. home JV and freshman last yeah. Wednesday. There's going to be a home one this Thursday. You know, U of M is starting this week. I, you know, you can make the Labor Day holiday work still and still start school. Mm-hmm. Like these, our buildings are all air conditioned. Like, yeah. you know, and I know Miss Fowler is not going to be happy because she wants another, she wanted another week on her boat. Which, yeah. But we're working this, I guess that would have been last week when we were doing PD. But um, but I want to welcome all, we have nine new employees in wow. the Gibraltar School District. We had an orientation, that's where I was today, earlier today. We did a new hire orientation. We have nine new people at the high school. Um, we are bringing in three, I believe, at the high school level. Three. Um, we have a middle school computer teacher that might be part here too. Um, but the, when, uh, some of them are fresh and brand new, like first year teaching, so very exciting. Others have had a few years under moved their belt, over, yeah. and they're moved. They moved here into Gibraltar, which is really cool. Um, I just want to welcome them on behalf of the Pass the Mic podcast. They were um, great students today. You know, some, you know, they always say sometimes teachers are the worst, worst students. students. Yeah which is true. We have seen that plenty of times. I've seen that. I'm no naming names, but uh, this group was not in that group. They were, um, they were asked great questions. They were learning a lot about the district. Um, they really seem to be, ex- they are excited about what's ahead of them. Just like any year, it's um, going to be a, you know, uh, we have a little challenge with administrators bumping around and moving around. Not yeah. really anything to, um, you know, I don't I want to say it's not our problem, but it's it's something that we have to deal yeah. with, but it's not our problem to solve. No control over it. Um, but it's going to be a great year. So, again, good luck to these people. Uh, and not just here in Gibraltar, but anyone that's starting new as a first-year educator. Um, if you're listening to this and looking for tips and advice from two veterans, we, we are, you know, spread the word. We'd love you to listen. To, to listen. Yeah. Uh, again, the tip, the, the, the thing I kept repeating over and over again today uh, and the great Max Bailey was part of this training because he's a mentor to one of these people, um, is don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to seek out and seek help. And if the first person you go to isn't cooperative or isn't helpful or isn't that compassionate or kind, that don't stop at that person because you're going to find somebody right. that is going to help you. I can know speaking firsthand for our building, um, not, I can't see anyone turning you away. But And if they do, they might be having a rough day or sure. they may have a lot on their plate. But don't ever feel get to the point where you got to try to solve something on your own. This is a very difficult job, especially year one, day one. There's so much that everyone has to deal with, and you are it's multiplied for you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to seek help. And if somebody says, hey, I'll get to it, or I'm sorry, I can't do it right now, don't get offended by that. Understand that they're yeah. going to eventually get to you um, because it's they, they you know, it, 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 there's a lot for everybody. But, again, congratulations. It's nice to see one of them is a former student council member of mine. Who is bad? He's a former Carl. He's a Carlson grad, former member of my student council. So it's really excited mm. to see him. Brendan's going to be teaching fifth grade over at Parsons, which okay. is really cool. It's nice to have a male in elementaries. That's always a cool thing and a good thing. So um, have a great year. That's not, not just to our new people, but to everybody. I'm, I'm looking forward. It should be an exciting year. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I think we got to we got to the end of the show. I'm going to have to splice two yeah. recordings together with the laser beams um, and cut some of those out. Anything you want to leave us with with the week? We didn't even mention the big Steelers Lions oh, preseason yes. matchup Pivotal that took matchup, place. Yeah. Uh, ironically, you guys may be picking uh, 
the, the Steeler uh, quarterback off a third trash, string. Yeah, tra- maybe trash heap. So they had Lions backup quarterback situation does not look good right now. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> Mason Rudolph is okay. I don't. It's trust me. It's not like you're sitting there like um, licking your chops. No, me. but we're. You know what? The thing is, it, it's a backup quarterback. So the hope is you don't have to see him play at all this year, unless yep. it's it's you're winning by thirty points, and I don't see that happen very much. Yep. So we'll see. Um, and then, uh, the, uh, oh, we should probably give a big shout out and con- uh, congratulations to our football coach on his first oh, win, man. Coach Gender. And we coach forgot Gen- to dro- dro- drop the ball on that. Congratulations. Speaking yes. of, you saw the Ren Dog in Lincoln Park. Yes. It was Carlson at Lincoln Carlson Park. Park. Lincoln Park, we were told, was going to be back there better. And uh, Carlson said otherwise, yes. correct? Yes, emphatically. Emphatically. So, yes. congratulations. First victory as varsity head coach. And hopefully, he gets his second and first on the at home uh, Thursday against Edsel Ford. But, congratulations. Totally forgot about that in the opening. Great guy, great guy, great coach. He's very excited. It's nice to have him. He's a big, uh, big time. He's now in our building as a special ed teacher, yep. so it should be yep. an exciting year. So, good luck to that. Good luck to all. We'll, we'll pro- we're going to hopefully record. Um, well, no, the students will be here when we record next time. Yeah. So, we also want to wish good luck to all you uh, our marauders on their first day of school because there won't be an episode out before then. So, enjoy your long Labor Day weekend, everybody. Um, march in the parade on the bridge if you want to. If that's your thing. If not, barbecue a little bit. And we'll see you next week. Thank you.